Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Coach Speak. I'm Matt Seidel, along with fellow hosts Derek Seidel and Josh Trope. Hello, everybody. It's Saturday, February 6th, and we're on the eve of Super Bowl Sunday, and we are back on the pod celebrating the long-awaited start to the 2021 high school basketball season in Michigan. Man, Derek, Josh, it's finally here, boys. Uh, you guys ready to go? I'm definitely ready. I mean, we've obviously, you know, we've been pushing for this for a while, so it was great to uh, to get the word that we're finally going to get to play, and I'm um, just, just so happy for the kids to, to finally gonna get their season or at least what, what what's left of their season um and I know that the you know our, our guys especially are are pumped up and ready to go this week yeah I mean I think well said I, I'm just really happy for the kids I, the we had practice today and, and the freshmen and JV were practicing for us and I was kind of walking around the gym and just talking to kids and just I mean the, you could tell that I mean they got masks on but you could tell they're smiling and eyes wide and when you ask me hey you guys ready they're like we're gonna find out and but they don't even care they just want to go they just want to play and compete it's just it's an awesome thing um my assistant coach greg stevens brought this up today as well our opener is on monday february 8th our last game last year was on monday march 8th it's been 11 months since these kids have competed in a gym you know not outside with the wind blowing and bees and things and even though I don't think we were supposed to be competing then either. But um, <laughs> but that being said, this is the first time they've competed in 11 months. I mean, I these poor kids, I'm so happy for them. This is uh, this is going to be exciting. Yeah, it, it is crazy. I mean, the reaction, I, I guess it was, you know, it was Thursday when we, we got the – after a terrible Wednesday when we got nothing and expected everything. And Thursday we finally got word that we were going to be playing. I think the kids uh, across the state were just jacked up. We unfortunately did not practice Thursday because we we had whiteout conditions over the, the uh, lake effect snow over and all of that, so we didn't even get to get together that day. Uh, Friday was the first time we had a snow day Friday, but we still practiced. But I think the kids, yeah, you see a, a definitely a little a little uh, you know I guess a little stride going now. They they got a little little pep in their step, so it's uh it it was fun. I mean, what we learned obviously is that um you know contact practices and games can start, like Josh mentioned, uh, Monday, uh, two days from now, uh, February 8th. It's a six-week, don't blink, regular season. You can play three games a week if you want. Um, I know the Olivet Eagles have 18 scheduled in six weeks. We'll see how many we actually get in. Districts remain the week of March 22nd. Uh, I think the girls start the 22nd, the boys the 23rd, and regional the following week, and then the quarters and um, semi and finals the next week. So, we got to wear masks, um, which is I, I don't think anybody doubted that. Uh, no testing for basketball. There was a little bit of a concern there. But um, I think we may learn that you can test possibly if you want to test and, and, and get away from wearing the mask. But I, I don't know that that's feasible for most schools. Spring sports um, possibly push back a week, which would be a smart move. But that's going to be determined after they, they survey the athletic directors, they being the MHSAA. And I guess we're supposed to get more specifics from the Department of Health and Human Services tomorrow, Super Bowl Sunday. Um, that concerns me a little bit because sometimes things just tend to, to get kind of twisted around. But I'm hoping that it's nothing uh, crazy and that it's just kind of what we already know and we're going to move forward. So, but yeah, this is um, this is crazy. Like in Monday, tropes, you guys, uh, you guys, Stockbridge home. What? 
I know it's got to be home. There's no way it's away. <laughs> no, it's it's our only non-league road game. But yeah, so uh, oh. you know, Trope doesn't like to leave the confines of, of the dog pound. You know. Well, that's uh, yeah, that's uh, so that that's interesting. And Derek, when do you, when do you open? We open on Wednesday at home with Vandercook Lake. Oh, right into the league, uh, the league games, man. That's um, that's that's something. Do you guys? So, what about Wednesday? Let's go back real quick. Just let's not spend a lot of time on it. But Wednesday, that was the day where we were kind of expecting something, and we got we got crickets um, from the Department of Health Human Services, the governor, and all these rumors were circulating, but nothing came out. Um, do you remember the the feeling that we were dealing with that day? Because I, I think Josh texted us for the fiftieth time in the last month, saying it's over. No season, so I, I I've got record of that somewhere. But I, do you guys remember Wednesday? How bad that was? Yeah, definitely. It was. Uh, it it felt like another gut punch. Um, it just felt like you know, there was so many so many rumors out there. It felt like that might that was really going to be that day. But um, I, I'll be honest, I didn't get my hopes up too high that day. Uh, and then you know, once you heard that there was a press conference coming out, it's like, well, that that could be good news. And then you know, obviously it leaked ahead of time on Thursday, but. Yeah, it, that was that was not a not an easy. Um, I guess it was it was one more thing we had to deal with the, to to finally get back to where we want to be. I just hope Josh doesn't give up in close games when he's down coming down the stretch <laughs> like he does with with some of these uh, some of these press conferences and things that don't happen. But I I, I know you compete on the bench, but man, you were you were kind of becoming a little negative there for a while. Well, I just you know I. I had met with my guys on Tuesday and, and it had just been so disheartening because we had not heard anything with all the effort we had put in the week before with the social media, the petitions, the rally, and it had just been crickets. And um, I actually met with my guys Tuesday. I'll go back a day earlier than that. And I, and I said, listen, I, I've told you I'd never lie to you. I, I go, I'm just going to lay it out there, the truth. I go, I don't see us having a season. And I, and I said, I, I'm, I, it kills me to tell you that. And then we, so because of that, we took, we took Wednesday off. And, and it was just like, you know, and we, we said, we're, we'll regroup, we'll come up with a new plan. And I also, in the, in the back of my mind, was hoping we'd hear that announcement on Wednesday. Maybe I was wrong. So we got, you know, we, we got through Wednesday, and, and that, was, that was a devastating day. That was probably the lowest I had been for the kids because, you know, it, you, know you, you try to you, you be that guy that says the negative thing, hoping you'll be wrong. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, right. you know, one of those things. And, and that, that kind of, what was what I was hoping for. And then when we didn't hear anything on Wednesday, my phone was blowing up all night. Um, everybody's asking me, when are we going to Indiana? When are you reserving gyms? When are we going to Ohio? And and I, I was working the phones Wednesday night. I mean, even though I knew I couldn't coach the team, I was trying to find places for our kids to play out of state all Wednesday night. And then Thursday we wake up and we started getting those text messages early that something good was going to happen. And uh, that Thursday meeting with the kids is probably as, as enjoyable a time I've had in the gym that I can ever remember. Yeah. I mean, there, there were, uh, there were reservations being made in, in Ohio and Indiana for, for basically the entire day, Wednesday, when we, <laughs> when we didn't get any news, they were, you're trying to secure facilities, organized leagues. Uh, heck they had that elite league that was going to get started uh, today, actually Saturday in Ohio, which would have been kind of fun to watch by the way. Um, and of course, now now there's no need for that. But yeah, everybody was heading heading for the hills. It was going to be interesting. And and of course, then we had the you know the MHSA still had not commented or ruled on the limited team membership rule, which was frustrating. I know it was frustrating me, but many others as well. Fortunately, they didn't have to. Maybe they obviously knew something and didn't want to 
just didn't want to mention it. Although I, I did see a, I did see a tweet out there that there apparently are some schools that did violate the limited team membership rule over the last few weeks. And it's going to be interesting to see what the MHSA does with them. Um, they do the right thing. They probably don't penalize them at all. And let, let's just, let's just hit the reset button and go, but I guess that's their job and why they get paid the big dollars. So uh, we, I guess we, we shall see about that. That, you know, I, part, part of this, uh, we're scrambling. I mean, you, Josh, you play Monday. We play Tuesday uh, at home against Bath. All of our non-league games are at home, by the way. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing how you told me about that, but good. Yeah. yeah. Josh, play, or, uh, Derek plays Wednesday, but there's so much still to do. I mean, technically, you know, there's not been a real practice. I, I don't know about you guys. I, my list, my laundry list of things that need to be done is, is crazy. And, and we got a game here basically in a couple of days. I mean, is there anything in particular that you're like, wow, like this is really, I got to get this done and I got to get it done in a hurry. I, I mean, for me, the thing that was kind of daunting is uh, just making my practice schedule for Monday, um, you know, with the first <laughs> real practice and the, just fitting in all the different live segments, trying to prepare for everything. Um, we got a unique situation on our game on Wednesday. Well, this is going to be, the case across the league but you know two brand new coaches so there really is no you can't even use last year's film to uh to, to look for a system of play at least for us looking at vantage because we got to be basically got to be ready for anything um <laughs> on that on that opener which means you know in those two days of practice we want to make I, I i hate going into a game not having our guys prepared so the only way i can feel like i've got our guys prepared is for us to be ready for anything so just trying to do that was pretty daunting today when i was putting that together Right. I think um, I was actually uh, texting with the Grass Lake girls coach, Andrea Cabana, tonight, and we were both talking about, though, even though, you know, we're overwhelmed and we know our teams aren't quite prepared, uh, although she's in a much better spot than I am. She's pretty loaded and got quite a few studs there still uh, over Grass Lake. (laughs) But that being said, um, what I was going to get at was we have a lot of ability to talk our kids through stuff this year because there's only going to be parents in the crowd. We'll be able to have the ability to communicate with our players. They'll hear us clearly. We should be able to make adjustments on the fly. And Derek, even though I know you guys are in a tough spot, you don't know what to prepare for. You know, I think everybody's really in that spot. I mean, Monday will be the first day anybody in the state's going to do a rebounding drill. And mine just happens to be during a game against Stockbridge will be our first rebounding drill. So those type of things, I mean, situations, all those things. I mean, everything's going to be almost everything's going to be a learning experience. I think this is kind of just me thinking outside the box. One of the things I talked to my staff about, the most important thing we can do this year is review game film and break it down for our kids in quick segments because they're going to have to be able to learn from those um, situations as we go into the next practice. Cause most of us are like play practice play, you know, so the mm-hmm. film is going to be key this year and, and it's going to be watching yourself, not your opponent. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a great point. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I guess I'm a little old school, but the fact that we haven't even worked on, you know, things like taking the last shot of a quarter, uh, what, how we're going to play if we're up eight with three minutes to go, um, you know, if, if we're down with two minutes to go, exactly how we're going to, you know, what we're going to do. It's just things like that. The fact that we haven't been able to do it, let alone we haven't set a, a, a screen yet against a, a live man defender. You know, um, we're going to be screening air that, you know, if, if anyone's executing too well in their half court offense this week, 
it's going to make you kind of scratch your head and wonder what's been going on the last couple of weeks in their practices. But um, I guess that remains to be seen. We'll see who's uh, who's ready and who isn't. I know there's been some uh, insinuations out there, even in the Ann Arbor area, about a, about some uh, shenanigans. But and maybe we'll we'll let them kind of sort out uh, by themselves. But it's it's uh I'm yeah I'm I'm excited I'm excited again for the kids. I I, I think our parents. I don't know about your guys' group. Our I've been meeting with a few of them, just trying to wrap up some parent meetings, and and, and they're pretty giddy about this too. Um, we are going in our league. We're going two spectators per participant to start, even though Mark Ewell mentioned in his uh, his meeting with athletic directors, um, I think it was Friday, that the 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 actual order says you can have two hundred and fifty in in an arena with fixed seating under ten thousand, which is basically a high school gym. I don't, we're not doing that. You guys have any idea what the Cascades and the SEC is doing spectator wise? I don't believe we've, they've made a final decision in the Cascades um, yet. Uh, I think that they're going to confirm their decision on, on Monday when they meet. Um, I, I'm, I'm expecting, I'm actually kind of hoping they just do the two, two spectators per, per uh, parent. I think that that's the easiest way to go about it and i mean for our, a lot of these gyms in the cascades are small too so i mean if you start packing any more than that i mean you're, it's gonna be tougher to stay space but i, I we have not decided yet so i, I know uh, for our home games it's two per uh athlete and coach so you know for instance, you know in in another um incentive because you know it's always tough to get parent volunteers right it's hard to get people to take tickets hard to get people to film the game do the book all those things as an incentive, if they're telling people, like, if Matt Seidel, if you're going to do the book, you don't need a ticket, but you still get your two tickets. So that, that's a nice incentive to people who, who might have a second child and want to bring their other child to the game. So I think it's going to be about two per kid minus, you know, a few uh, volunteers, which I don't know the road games, though. And that's right now I'm scrambling for that because we go to Stockbridge on Monday. And I, as I was telling you guys earlier tonight, I'm getting all kinds of parents text me you know, how many of us can go to the game Monday? And I don't know that yet. And I said, it's probably going to be a Monday morning email. We're just going to have to scramble. You want me to share Megan's cell phone number on this podcast? <laughs> uh, so you can just make call her directly. I, I'm oh, sure you sure love that. that. Yeah. There, there's a shout out to a black athletic director for you. So, okay. Well, on that note, let's, uh, let's shift gears and talk, uh, talk basketball, which is really what this podcast was designed for when we came up with it last summer. Talk about basketball in the area. We're finally going to get a chance. And even though we haven't played a game yet, there are games scheduled. So let's talk about some of the the big games in the first week of the year. You don't normally see that, but we, we've got we've got a few. Anything stick out in your mind when you guys look at this week's slate? I know for me, I'm definitely interested in the Monday night matchup between Hanover and Adrian that I think is on the docket now. I believe that might be a late ad there, um, as a lot of these games are going to be. Um, but, you know, just seeing – Joe Francis go up against, uh, you know, the, the, the power that is Hanover. Um, that, that should be interesting, you know, with Carson Sanders and, and Mortimer and, and all those guys. They, they still have that experience group coming back. Um, so, again, I have obviously a little interest in that with it being the Cascades team. But even to start it off, I'll, I'll be uh, watching that one especially on live stream if it's available even since we right. don't have a game. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, yeah, the the Carson Sanders Joe Francis matchup should be great. Those are two GLIAC guys at minimum, maybe Division One guys when it's all said and done. So that'll be a great matchup. Uh, you know, I I don't you know I don't know 
you know, Adrian's replacing a lot of pieces. They're still really well coached and they had a really scrappy JV group, but you know, Hanover still Hanover. I, you know, Chad doesn't rebuild. He just reloads. So that'll be a tough one, but a great early season matchup. The one that's intriguing to me is Thursday night, Dexter at Hankney. Couple mm. favorites for a league title right away. Just first league game. That should be a great game for anybody that can watch that live stream. And obviously it has league title implications right off the get. So that that's a big one. Uh, and then the other one that, you know, it, it jumped out to me. I, I think it's a pretty big game is, you know, Michigan Center at Napoleon. Are the Pirates Ooh. for real? Are they going to contend with Michigan Center and Hanover? Are they a year away? You know, we're going to find out. I mean, Michigan Center and Hanover dominated that league. And, you know, Center's got to go on the road into uh, the house that Jim Dutton built that Derek uh, Suttle now uh, owns. And uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we're off that night. I got to I gotta check out the live stream. I got to get that link from Derek. I I'm off that night, back. too. I was kind of hoping for a ticket, yeah. but. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, well, that's right. I, I, I know the head coach. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I can slide in there. Well, I guess, well, we'll, we'll see about that. But, yeah, the the, De- the Dexter Pinkney game, I, I guess uh, it, we probably should mention, you know, the, the news with Colin Parachek. Uh, you knew I was going to bring up his name. Colin uh, is, is uh, reclassified. Um, as a football player, he's going to uh, attend a prep school in Myrtle Beach next year, play another year of, of, of prep football uh, and try to, I guess, uh, raise his stock, which is already pretty high um, as, as a quarterback. Uh, I, I assume he's still he's going to finish. I, I don't think you leave early to go to a, a prep school, but um, unless you just want to go to Myrtle Beach where it's nice and warm. But it's uh, it was interesting to hear that. I and mean, Colin's obviously going to figure. Uh, is, is a huge part of, of the Dexter basketball program as well. But, yeah, that's a big one. The other one Thursday, let's face it, uh, Adrian at Chelsea. Of course it's at Chelsea. And that is a uh, – you, know, you, you mentioned you guys haven't played in 11 months on that, that March 8th game last year of 2020. I, I believe you lost Adrian in a district. Right, Josh? Yes. I, 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 yes. I'm mistaken. So yeah, it's been a little discussed. Bit of a, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's probably the 10th time we brought it up. But that's a big game. In the, I mean, I know Dexter and Peyton are, are – are right there, but Adrian and Chelsea are right there in the white division this year too. So that's two huge SEC white division games right off the bat, uh, you know, basically three days into the season, four days into the season. So um, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by that one. We're, we're, we're playing that night. I have to, I have to get the, the recap afterward, but can I, uh, on this, I, I'd like what's to mention the, the biggest game of the week is on the girls side, bigger than any boys game. How about oh, Friday yeah. night? Arbor Prep and Grass Lake. I mean, we're talking two of the, the top four teams in the state, two teams. Whoever gets out of the regional is going to be, you know, or shouldn't say going to be, but having a great opportunity to win a state championship. But what a huge first week game. I mean, that, that's about as good as it gets right there. Yeah, the star power in that one will definitely be exciting. You got, so we got two, what, two power five players that have been multiple offers from power five schools and they're only in their junior year. Maya Petticourt, obviously from from Arbor Prep, and and, and Lexis Bargesser from Grass Lake. Uh, yeah, that that would be <laughs> that's going to be uh, that's going to be interesting. I, don't, I wonder where that is. I guess it really doesn't matter, but um, I, I assume it's at Grass Lake. But I, it could be at Prep. Um, just looking at it, Grass Lake was listed second, but it it doesn't say at. But Pioneer and Huron is that accurate? They are playing Friday. Yeah, that's a big one. Ooh, or, okay, I mean, it's, used just, to be it's big. just big because it, yeah, <laughs> how often would they play the first week of a season? Uh, five practices in or five days into their season. So 
Um, you know, speaking of uh, speaking of the SEC uh, red division, I think we need to we need to chat about this. So, what exactly happened at the SEC AD meeting this week? I'm, I'm hearing rumblings. I think it was kind of confirmed. In a, uh, I was texting with Jake Fosdick earlier today. Uh, Ypsilanti, I think, was scheduled to play both Celine and Huron, and they've either asked to get out of those games or said they're not playing those games. Uh, and I'm not sure if it's because they're, they haven't had enough time to prepare or if there's some implications that maybe their opponents uh, have, have gotten a head start on the competition with their preparation. I don't know what was implied there, but that seemed kind of interesting. Um, have you, either of you guys heard anything about that? Well, this is the first I'm hearing of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have. Um, you know, the you know, <laughs> the, this would be something Greg Wycliffe from the M Live should be covering. This would be interesting. You know, I feel like that this would be a, a news breaking story, it, just to kind of get to the bottom of it, uh, interview all the coaches. But I, I don't know. I heard possibly that just Ypsilanti doesn't feel like we should be playing league games the first week, and just asked to move them, and, it, and maybe that was the simple. Uh, discussion that happened. I also heard the rumor that Ypsilanti is uncomfortable with playing some games against teams they feel have already started practicing and have been playing off campus. So I, I don't know. I've heard rumors about both things. I don't know how much truth there is to either. I'm not in those meetings. Um, what, what, did, what did Jake Fosdick or Waleed say when you reached out to him? Uh, you know, I, I didn't get a lot from Waleed. Waleed's a, you know, he's, he's a veteran wise old guy he wasn't going to get into it I, I wasn't you know I, I'm coaching now I'm not trying to be a journalist but I, I did want to pick their brain a little bit Jake kind of confirmed that yeah there was there was definitely he wasn't part of the AD meeting but there was definitely some uh, some awkward moments during the the AD meeting about that and um, I and I didn't reach out to Charles I have a lot of respect for Charles Ramsey I, I'm not trying to say anything but you know I, it, it's just one of those things it, it's, it's what this non-contact you know I guess era created there were i mean if we're if we're we're not we can't be naive enough to think that some kids did not go out and find a real basketball to play at private facilities in the state of michigan since january 16th and, and and maybe just under a pickup you know there weren't really leagues or tournaments probably at least they weren't being leaked out but there are some kids that are going to be much more prepared to play this coming week than others and it's just it's just the way it is and i get it if, if, you know I, I don't feel like our guys uh, you know, before January 16th, I think they found some opportunities since then they really haven't. So I, you know, I, I know we're not ready, but I, I kind of banking on the fact that our opponents aren't going to be ready either, but yeah, it, it's an interesting dynamic. I, maybe something will come of that, but it's, um, I, I guess it's kind of, kind of intriguing. So. It, it's fun to talk about, but the bottom line is when I heard some rumors about it, I was really disappointed for the Ipsy kids. Here's the thing is whether, whether you believe Huron and Celine did something or what you didn't, I, I mean, you're not going to be able to prove what kids do and don't do away from school. I mean, and like you said, kids are going to find gyms. They're going to do things. And I don't even blame the kids for that. I think my issue with this whole thing is if I was an Ipsy player, I'd be really upset because they waited this long to play. Let's just play the game. I mean, I guarantee you those kids do not care if Huron and Celine were meeting and playing on their own off campus or not. I guarantee they don't care. They just want to compete. They want to play. I mean, if we could play five games this week, my guys would want to play five games. I mean, they, the kids don't want to go to these socially distanced practices anymore. They want to play. And, and they don't even want to go to regular practice. Let's be honest. If you're a player, I mean, you just want to get out there and hoop. I know that Tony Seidel, the great Tony Seidel, he didn't want to go to practice with Tim Kane. He wanted to play games, man. 
Yeah, nobody wanted to go to practice with Tim Kaine, did they? I brought that up because, you know, I, I hear rumor on the street is that the Ann Arbor girls or Ann Arbor Gabrishard girls basketball team is our big followers of the pod. And, and I do, you know, that's the other group I feel bad for. I mean, you imagine you're going to practice with Tim Kane. You can't, you got to socially distance. He's grumpy. He's angry. He's tanking his anger out on somebody. Those poor girls, they, they all deserve an award for the last three weeks what they've had to deal with. He's soft with the girls. Though, man. Hey, speaking of that, the, the Lady Eagles from Olivet opened their season Thursday with a long road trip uh, to uh, uh, Coach Kane's uh, uh, domain over there in Ann Arbor to play the, the, the Fighting Irish. So that's going to be interesting for our girls. And uh, I don't know how uh, he talked me into that. Um, I think our boys are home that night. Uh, so our girls had to go away. But that, that's kind of an interesting uh first matchup and, and not two schools that really don't play each other very often. So, you know, and, and back to the, uh, the Ypsilanti thing. I mean, you know, it's like, it, we, you know, we probably really shouldn't even speculate uh, even though that's, I guess that's what you do on a podcast, but there, you know, who knows um, I guess what is, you know, really going on or, you know, it, it could be, and, and you're going to see this during the year where teams, you know, who knows if maybe they've had some COVID issues where they've only had half their team. And I'm not saying just Ypsilanti, but they're going to have teams throughout the season that just aren't ready to play games for whatever reason. Maybe they've got to dress half their JV kids because they've got some kids that are out. You're going to see some requests, I think, you know, and, and it's going to, you know, hey, can, can we play this game on another date? Because we're just not going to be ready and competitive. And, and, and I'm not saying that happened, but it, it very well could have. And it's going to happen this year. Um, and, if, you know, I, I, I'm sure we're going to get some requests and, and we might even make a couple, uh, to be honest, just because of uh, of the, the circumstances. But it's it's going to be a season like like none other. So, hey, speaking of a season, let, let's uh, we'll wrap this thing up. We, tomorrow is Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the first ever uh, uh, Super Bowl participant to actually play at home. So they are technically hosting this. And they are going to play uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. You guys have you guys have any feeling about that game? Or who do you have? Oh man, uh, for me, I am a Michigan guy, but I was not a, old enough to remember Tom Brady at Michigan, and uh, I, I I am not one to go against uh, Patrick Mahomes. So I I am taking the Chiefs, even if it is um, in Tampa Bay, um, and I would take I would take them. Uh, plus the three that I think is the line out there. That, that's 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 my gut. Well, let, let's not encourage people to bet. Okay, let's let's make sure we. You know, this is seven <laughs> integrity it's legal on the now, podcast. Man. Totally legal. Uh, I like totally legal. I really like Tampa Bay because Kansas City's offensive line. It, it, they're having some issues, some injuries. I think the Tampa Bay pass rush could get to Mahomes, create some turnovers. Even though he's probably better scrambling and and on the fly than any other quarterback I've ever seen. I like – you can't pick against Tom Brady. It's just not possible, not in a Super Bowl. I guess the other reason why I say, I'm say i saying that is I would really like to see Tom Brady win this, but then I'd like to see him retire. And, and I know that sounds mean to say, like, but it, I, I believe in these storybook endings. I, I love these historic things in sports. I would love to see Tampa Bay win it. And instead of saying I'm going to Disney World after – Say I'm going home and that's it, and it's been a great career. I think it just what a great way to go out, you know. And so I'd like to see that Patrick Mahomes is going to be back and win many more of these things. I believe that. So I, this would be nice to see Brady get it. 
yeah, KC is a fun team to watch, and, and Mahomes is awesome too. But I, I'm definitely pulling for Tampa. I'm not sure I'd bet money on them. I'd probably have to bet money on Kansas City if you made me bet, which is it's, it's legal now, man. Betting is ever. That's all I see is commercials and posts about about betting. You know, it's funny with with Brady. I was I was a Drew Henson guy. You know, I uh, Drew Henson. Uh, I w- kind of followed his career when he came out of Brighton High School. He was a prodigy in, in baseball and football and even was a really good basketball player. So when he came to Michigan, I was one of those guys that almost preferred Henson over Brady because they split time that one year. And that's obviously one of the things that kind of hurt Brady's uh, draft stock. And I guess that, you know, things that it washed out because he ended up being, you know, one of the, if not the, maybe the greatest quarterback of all time. And, and Henson uh, didn't go right to the NFL, but once he got a shot at it, it, it just didn't work out for him. But they both were outstanding college quarterbacks. But I, I, I wish Brady the best. I mean, he, he has been he's been phenomenal. He's not what he once was, but he still knows how to manage a game. And when he when he went out there on the field, and when he just needs like to get a first down, like at the end of the last game, he's going to get it. He's he's gonna you know he just he's so smart and he's so clutch. And he's got some pretty good guys around him, so it's. Uh, I'm hoping for a good game, uh, and I, I think we're going to have it. Even earlier in the week, they were talking about some weather issues. I'm not sure if that's still the case or not, but um, that obviously can change things as well. So, all right, well, hey, that does it uh, for this episode of Coach Speak. Again, thanks for joining us. It was uh, it was a pleasure. We've been waiting to do this one, the one we come on and celebrate the start of our season, and we finally got a chance to do it. So we look forward to next time. And uh, we're going to try maybe uh, maybe next weekend we'll get together after we've played a few games, all of us, and we'll talk about our seasons, but definitely about some of the basketball in the Ann Arbor area and what happened. And I'm sure there's going to be some highlights, maybe even a couple lowlights, and then we'll even preview some of the games that are coming up the following week. So until then, everyone, stay safe, mask up, and peace.